What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi there. We wanted to take a second before we get into this episode to thank you for listening. We really, really love getting to do this show and your support, whether it's by subscribing, leaving us a review, or supporting our advertisers is what makes it possible. We are ridiculously grateful. And I'm sorry that I'm going to do a whole like people are asking influencer energy thing here, but sometimes people do in (laughs) fact ask us if there are other ways that they can support us. Friends, the answer is yes. Um, Our secret menu membership program is a once weekly members only newsletter that costs four bucks a month and your first month's fee goes straight to charity. We cover all sorts of topics. We're talking shopping, gifting, food, entertainment, even advice, and of course, snacks. You can sign up for it all at a thing or two hq.com to start receiving it. And you'll even get access to all the back issues you missed. And if you've made it this far without subscribing to our free Monday newsletter, well, what are you doing? Go ahead and rectify that also at a thing or two hq.com. If all of that sounds like too much effort, we get it. Maybe just take 15 seconds to go smash some stars for us in the rating section of Apple Podcasts. That helps a ton, truly. Thank you. Now on to the show. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. If you want more where this came from and want to support us in general, head to a thing or two hq.com and sign up for Secret Menu, which will get you weekly access to members-only content. To share your thoughts on this episode or anything at all, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or two hq. We love it when you do. Oh, we really do. Yeah. I'm so thrilled because this episode is a little bit of like a show. It's not show and tell. It's like share and tell. You're going to teach me some things. I'm going to teach you some things. I love it. Um, Should I teach you first? Please teach me first. I've been like looking forward to this for (laughs) days, if not weeks. Um, So I was telling you, we've been like selling some random stuff on Craigslist recently. Mm -hmm. And we had this little side table that we put up for sale and got a really quick response of someone being interested. And then maybe like 48 hours later, got a follow-up that was like, sorry for my slow response in that way that you're like, well, this is already suspicious because no one holds <laughs> has like a high bar set for right. what Craigslist correspondence is going to be yep. like. Like, yep. okay. Um, and got like a very long convoluted story that involved excuses for like why this person was delayed in responding and like what everything that's happening in their life that is oh like creates God, a circumstance for the slow response, whatever, whatever. And then said that they want to come pick up the table and wanted to pay with a cashier's check. Which is a red flag. Like, it's like, 
it's just a thing you know as an adult in life. You know, it's like that totally, totally. you don't ever accept that and that that's a common Craigslist. Well, it's become uh, yeah. more and more common and it's become like a more and more online scam like as years have gone on. And I think what's interesting is that it's it's like not an automated scam. It's like individuals really executing on this and being able to come off as like incredibly human in these exchanges, which is like part of how people get fleeced. Well, um, what is it, when you were telling me about this, I was like, right. And I like know that you're not supposed to do it, but I do not don't at know all understand how it works like at all. Claire, same. And I, and, and like, I remembered having looked it up before, but I couldn't remember and neither could Thomas. And so he responded to the person and said, remind me how this scam works again. <laughs> and strangely, that's like not how we got to the bottom of how it works. The person didn't explain they it didn't for you. Tell okay. Us. Yeah. Um, but I did find the Vox article that I had definitely read before titled why cashiers checks are part of so many online scams. And okay. it's fascinating. In 1987, Congress put the Expedited Funds Availability Act into effect, which set rules and regulations around how quickly banks need to make cash available to people who are depositing checks. Got it. Okay. Um, And so for cashier's checks, for most of them, the rules mean that they must be available within 24 hours. So it's like not that three to five business days thing where you're like waiting for check processing or whatever. And so- And a cashier's check- like is more is a certified is, check. Right. So when you're handing it to somebody, it's been certified by the banker that you have the funds available. Exactly. So the idea is that this is like coming directly from a bank and that because it's coming directly from a bank, they have proven that you have funds in this account. This Vox article puts it really well. They say, because it's been paid for upfront, it's impossible for a cashier's check to bounce. It's a great currency for people who know each other, but don't trust each other that much like landlords and tenants. So it's like, it's important that you have some sense that this person is a real person with true intent as opposed to it just being like someone who is possibly you know, working a scam over there. Right. And so that what is happening here basically is that people are giving you a fake cashier's check and like the scam will go that like, hey, here's this fake cashier's check. They don't say that part, but here's this cashier's check. I'm going to give you an extra $50 in this cashier's check or an extra $100 or $200 or whatever, like some sort of like over the top. To make up for the fact that I'm not giving you cash. No, to make up for the fact of like being like, because you're going to have, like, I need you to reimburse me this for something. Um, So they're asking for money back. They're asking for cash back. Yes to that. Well, and it's like for some situation where they're basically, they're saying like, oh, it's, I like need it from, for storage or for moving it. Or like, there's like some, there's like some viable scenario where they, there might be an additional expense. And that's kind of how this like is a sort of effective scam because it isn't just in most cases being like, I'm going to give you more money and you're going to give me money back. They like build a story around why that money makes sense. But why would they add it onto the cashier's check? Why not just give you well, here's, money? Okay. So here's the situation. So they give you the cashier's check. You go deposit it into your account. It clears because the bank has to give you this money within 24 hours. Okay. And you give them the cash difference or whatever. And then two weeks later, once you're, uh, once that cashier's check goes through a clearinghouse, which is how long it takes most cashier's checks to actually like be processed and fully scanned and for something to be flagged as a total fraud, your bank's like, yeah, that was a fake. And then you're in the red. You would think that banks would catch the fake checks and the answer is that they eventually do. But yeah. because of this two-week process, right. the scammer has like gotten their cash and is like moved on to 
five more scams yep. since then by got the time it, you it. figured it out. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's thank it's you for this education. We will also link to a resource on Wallet Hub that it is a guide to like all of the various cashier's check scams and mm. um also who to report them to. Because, you know, I can imagine scenarios where you know someone who has who has fallen from one of these for sure. Definitely. Um, yeah. And actually wants to try to do something about it. So anyway. Good. Thank you so much to Upstart for sponsoring today's episode. So if you're someone who is maybe dealing with some credit card debt and is feeling a little overwhelmed by the process of paying it off, I am someone who at some point was dealing with this and and like figuring out like which do you pay off first and how do you deal with this? And like, that's actually like, I, I feel like I read like eight different articles about how to prioritize interest rates versus just like the lowest balance. So you feel like you're making progress and Which I also whatever. just feel like we have all been there and- it's overwhelming enough to be facing the debt of it all yeah, and yeah. like and that but then to also have to face the overwhelm of facing all those different well like the logistics of it yeah, all the logistics it's just like <laughs> good god who wants to actually deal with that at all yes and so we were really excited when we learned about Upstart. We have, I don't think we've ever partnered with a financial product on the show before, but um, we um, were really excited about what they were doing because I think that, you know, from everything that we've read and the endorsements that we've read by media outlets that we really trust um, and experts that we trust, this is a company that's, you know, very legit and is helping people who are new to credit or who don't have great credit or who are looking to um, solve for problems like this one of if you have multiple credit cards that are tracking multiple balances and due dates and all of that, that can be really complicated and Upstart can help you simplify that by just making one monthly payment in one place. So you're not doing all of this like mental math and and allocating. <laughs> yes. I mean, listen, I the last year has been challenging for everyone and for so many people that meant financial difficulties. And as tempting as it is to hide from it, it's so much more empowering to just face it and figure out how you're going to solve it. Upstart is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt and you do it all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Upstart finds smarter rates with trusted partners because they assess more than just your credit score. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. You can get approved the same day and receive funds as fast as one business day. If debt is taking over your life, it's time to get a fresh start with Upstart. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash a thing or two. That's upstart.com slash a thing or two. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. So go to upstart.com slash a thing or two. Now I want to tell you about Please. a phenomenon. Um, maybe not as widespread as Craigslist cashier check scams, but fairly widespread and lesser known. More of a secret. And like less scammy? Definitely less scammy. Okay, good. So something that I just like was not aware of until I got pregnant is this phenomenon of women. I think it's mostly women. I didn't receive any from men sending around basically Google Docs that are super long that are everything you need to register for or like all of their picks for baby items, which is actually really helpful because you're 
A, you have to register for stuff, but B, you also just like need a bunch of stuff. And it's really hard to wrap your head around if you haven't had a kid before. What are all of the things that you need that you need for a baby? And the answer well, is... and like not wanting to do research on each individual item yourself from scratch. I mean, that exactly. feels insane. Exactly. And I... I started, I would get a couple at first, like from close friends. I'd be like, oh, this is great. This is really useful. And then I started to get a ton of them and some from strangers or for like friends of friends and got super overwhelmed and anxious because it was like, cool, I have piles of paperwork to read through and then also cross-reference and see like, what are people recommending the most? And then was getting ones from like new moms even after I was way past the infancy stage, people just being like wanting to sort of like share it, I think. <laughs> just be like, I made this thing. Are you interested in seeing it? What? Oh yeah. Like when like moms who had had babies way more recently than me were like, I made this thing. I'm going to say, I'm going to share it with you. And I was like, is this like a new literary genre? Is this like a sport? Is this a hobby? Well, it, like, It feels like kind of halfway between like a recipe chain letter to me. Totally. And people staying subscribed to bridal magazines years after they got married. <laughs> like a, it's... Oh, that, that is exactly what it is. Like I, w- I think that is what it is of like people just assuming and fair, fairly enough that I was just like interested enough in consumption and in babies that I would want to like read more of this. And I didn't necessarily, but I'm fascinated in general by the phenomenon of this for several reasons. Like one, women tend to be writing these things. And again, I'm like saying mostly women, of course, it's not just women, but people seem to be writing these things like very shortly after they've had their baby, which feels problematic to me for a couple of reasons. One, like you should be napping instead. It's just not what you should be doing with your time shortly after having a baby. And two, shortly after you've had a baby, you have zero perspective on these things. Like you're like, I've used this thing for a couple of months. I've only used one version of these things. And most people- With one baby or, you know, if you have twins, (laughs) two babies or whatever. But it's not like this has been like, road tested with hundreds of babies by this person. Right. So that's the problem with these docs, like in It's not a longitudinal study. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's the thing. And I like, this is like true of me. This is true of like really any mother who doesn't work for, or parent who doesn't work for consumer reports. Like at most you've tried like two, maybe three versions of a thing. So you coming to me and saying, this is the best stroller. Like I'm telling you, this is the best one. It's just not reliable because you've only tried the one. Like how many strollers are you trying? Well, maybe you drove two others around by my baby. Which right, does not count. (laughs) I just don't think it counts. And I am still mad at Bye Bye Baby for not having like different terrains to test out in their stores. I wholeheartedly agree. I think there should be like gravel, like on a trail. I think there should be a sidewalk curb. There needs to be subway steps for you to try to carry it up and down. Yes. Otherwise, what are you testing? That it it rolls on linoleum? Of course it does. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly, Erica. This is like a a gripe for another episode. But suffice (laughs) to say, I like have a healthy amount of skepticism for these documents, I also really appreciate them. And they made my life so much easier because it is incredibly overwhelming to face like what you need to acquire basically. Um, well, and I do think that, that, that like in seeking some of this information of like, what is the stroller or what is mm-hmm. the whatever, it is giving people again, that sense of like, I can control this and yes. I can like manage this because I'm going to buy the right stroller and I'm going to buy the right baby carrier. And thus... Thus, that will eliminate the other challenges along the way. Exactly. And and that is definitely true. And it was also like, 
I was quite bored by a lot of that research. I was like, I didn't want to be doing it. I did want someone to tell me. Unfortunately, the fact of the matter is that like every parent is different. Every baby, every budget, every lifestyle, like all of these things differ from people to people. And all of these things differ from family to family. And so you just, there isn't going to be a number one best answer. Um, There are just going to be products that certain people have liked and other ones have not. I also like had no interest in writing this because it just, like I said, I'm like this, it's so time consuming to do and I, tons of them exist. And then a friend of mine asked me for one and I was like, well, I guess I'm going to do this now because yes, like I want, yeah, for for a friend. And, and then, uh, you know, we do get, you know, we get, I get people DMing me or we get people writing in saying like, I want all of Claire's baby pics. And so I was like, okay, I guess that at least I can do this favor for a friend and then also make it available to people in our audience who might find it useful. But I also do like the way that you thought about this, which was that you're not saying this is the stroller or the baby carrier, but you've pulled some sort of like best in category, some that you have used and some that you have heard from other people that are really great or that you considered. Because um, guess what? There is no one right height chair. Exactly. It just doesn't exist. Right. So all of this is sleet of say, I wrote this long ass document, like, like all that came before it, it is like impossibly long. It is also... <laughs> overly familiar because I wrote it for a friend. And that that's like the two things that all of these things have in common. Someone sends you a document or shares you on it and you're like, this thing's 15 pages and I've never met you, but like you wrote it to me like I'm your best friend. And that is, I did the same. But the the, the one tack that I did try to change that, as you said, Erica, is like, I'm telling you what I used and like if I liked it and if I didn't, I'm also telling you what seem to be the other popular things because that is something that I have a general awareness of because I'm nosy and because I'm curious and I do research these things. So I have a pretty decent sense of like what the go-tos are in these categories, even if they're not the things that I've used. So you're going to dive into specific categories Mm -hmm. here, but then we are also going to share your full, 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 Mm -hmm. full deep dive on Secret Menu for Secret Menu subscribers. Anybody who wants like the, but what's the, the like, bottle brush like I yes. don't even <laughs> I don't even know <laughs> right so it's like both what is the bottle brush and also ps you need a bottle brush and that is right. like what these documents are it's like these are things you need and also here's the best version of it so they are both like useful and interesting and opinionated and also incredibly boring because they're just laundry lists of things that like oh yeah you probably should register for a drool bib like that's a thing that babies need is a drool bib um the things we're going to go over here, we're going to try to do just like a couple of the categories and not go quite so into the nitty gritty. But if you want the nitty gritty, it is available on Secret Menu and you can do, you can dive real deep in there with me. Truly deep, truly deep. The other thing I want to preface this by saying is that this list was created from my point of view, which is an extremely like wildly privileged point of view. It, I like all things you know, I am a white cis hetero woman. I have access to a healthcare system that favors people who look like me in a very unfair way. I have more than adequate resources to provide for my own comfort and that of my child. And that has colored this list quite a bit. If any of these things ring true for you too, I would really encourage you as like maybe maybe just a small thank you to me for writing the list. Donate to something like National Diaper Bank Network or National Birth Equity Collaborative. National Diaper Bank Network provides diapers and other resources for families who need them. National Birth Equity Collaborative is doing work to make sure that non-white women are getting like safer, better birth experiences in hospitals. And yeah, I just, I unfairly benefit from a system that treats a lot of people poorly. And that like, can't be ignored when talking about all the things that I like have provided for myself and my baby's comfort. 
hundred yeah. percent. Um, I also want to add as a person who does not have babies that I think both of those organizations, National Diaper Bank Network and National Birth Equity Collaborative are such good places to donate when a baby is born or mm. for a first birthday. Yes. Cause God knows for baby for one year old babies do not need a birthday present. <sighs> so each so give another baby diapers yes. instead. Um yes. anyway. Absolutely. Anyway. Like no one-year-old needs a birthday present, but you can absolutely <laughs> donate to one of these organizations in their name. And that is a beautiful present. So yeah. And then like this list is very colored by my taste and my preference for like, you know, aesthetically pleasing things and things like that. Um, I was going to say earlier that I feel like p- part of the reason you didn't love this research and this project mm-hmm. is because some of the stuff just isn't cute. Oh, um, yes. so, that's like, such it's, a big like, part of it. fun to look for because it's kind of... Well, and like the thing that every sort of design-minded parent grapples with is like starting out being like, I'm absolutely not going to get the ugly shit. And Wooden then, toys only. Yeah. And then having to just like slowly shed that and be like, fine, the ugly thing works better or my baby likes purple or whatever nightmare scenario you're facing. I was I dropping something off at your house the other day and you showed me this like terrible Paw Patrol thing and you're like, what do I do with this? <laughs> What do I do with this? This thing came into my home against my will and I don't know how to deal with it. I I also, you mentioned with Paw Patrol, this is like a real left turn and I'm sorry. (laughs) You mentioned with Paw Patrol that you like, and you were like, and not even because of the police thing. And I was like, wow, I hadn't even thought of that. And I was like, maybe you should just like graffiti a cab across the top of it and like and, and be done good. with it good to go now you now you may use this Cameron as long as the politics of it are clear no yeah I was like this offends me on multiple levels it's a trash show it's an ugly product and I this is like politically very complicated and socially not in line with my my point of view Uh, Anyway, I'll I'll (laughs) let us go back to where we were heading, which was baby chairs. (laughs) Right. So this is the first category to tackle because uh, I have a lot of thoughts on it. It's also, I think, an interesting category because I definitely overloaded on places to put the baby because I was just so desperate for solutions for like somewhere that the baby would be happy that was not my arms. Um, So I was like, oh, baby's like, sitting there or laying there. Sure. I'll take it. So we got way too many of them and nobody needs this many. But the first one, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about it because I did on a previous episode, but it is my number one favorite baby product. It is the Baby Bjorn Bouncer, which is an infant chair that lasts like well into toddlerhood that doesn't have batteries. It folds up flat. It fits in a garment bag. You can hang it from a wall hook. You bounce it with your foot while you're answering emails, cooking dinner, watching TV, whatever it is. And the baby likes it. It has a toy attachment that you can buy that stimulates the baby. This is like, we owned multiples of these and we still do. The new thing that I will add to this is that a friend of ours recently discovered like a very designy comp for it mm. um, that was quite beautiful. It's called the Baton Baby Bouncer. It's European of some sort. I don't, it's like, who knows? <laughs> I would guess Scandinavian. It's but who definitely can say? Scandinavian. I think it's Danish specifically. Um, and it's like got like a mesh netting and it comes in earth tones and it's beautiful. And it looks very similar in every way to the baby Bjorn bouncer, except that it does not fold up flat. So if that's a consideration for you, you might want to Which I do the think baby. the folding up flat thing is nice because if you, you know, if you live in a place where you drive, you can shove one in the back of your car. And then if you're like at a park eating yes. lunch at a picnic table or whatever, you can put the baby in this thing and like, whatever. I don't know. It just means you don't always have to have a stroller too. The fold, I, listen, I will like, I'm not encouraging anybody to buy anything, but 
the baby Bjorn because yeah, in every you're just way, making people so, aware. Yes. You're making people aware because the fold up flat is key. It's putting it in a garment bag is incredible. Then you just hand it to, when you're you know taking a flight. You hand it to the people at check in and say this is a baby seat, and they check it for free because it's a baby uh. seat. It's amazing. I love it. I love it so much. Thank you so much to Kula for sponsoring today's episode. I've had a real win-win moment with this partnership in that like, we already loved Kula. We were so excited to partner with them. And then through this partnership, we discovered their Sun Silk Drops, which came right as I was running out of my previous sunscreen, which has been discontinued. And I have skin that like I react to most sunscreens and I haven't figured out what the ingredient is in it, but I get bumps on my face from a lot of them. So I always have to try a bunch. And I am so into this Kula, these Kula sun silk drops. They're my new sunscreen. Like I don't- New I, HG, new HG. They're my new HG. And I like, I'm very um, monogamous when it comes to sunscreen because of this like weird sensitivity I have to most of them. They are so thin. They leave no white residue whatsoever. Um, they're silky, would you say? They are silky. They make my skin softer. You can mix them in with like your whatever else you're putting liquid you're putting on your face. So I like to use it like a sort of a tinted oil. So I will mix them in with that. You could mix them in with your foundation. I'm so, so, so into them and so excited about them and excited that we're partnering with them. Same, same. So you might know Kula because they pioneered healthy sun protection, but most of us are looking for more than just sun protection from our products. And Kula just launched a new organic skincare collection that supports your skin's natural barrier to help fight modern day skin aggressors like blue light, toxins, dry air, and even your lifestyle, which mine includes all of those things right now. I mean, we were just talking about this recently, right? Like, do you have to wear SPF even when you don't leave the house? And it turns out that like, yeah, your ring light and your computer and all this crap, like it's all none and of just it's by the window and like all yeah, of it. All exactly. of it. Kula's organic skincare is your skin's first line of protection, keeping moisture and nutrients in and modern day environmental and digital stressors out. Kula's new Great Barrier Cream Fortifying Moisturizer harnesses the healing power of the sea with organic ingredients like sea kelp and blue algae. And their new Vital Rush Skin Renewal Serum revitalizes stressed out skin with an organic blend of plant-powered ingredients. So, and as Claire mentioned, these sun silk drops do it all. These fan favorite sheer drops provide lightweight, broad spectrum SPF 30 protection and coolest full spectrum 360 technology to help mitigate the effects of blue light, IR, and pollution. Use them alone or blended with your favorite moisturizer or foundation or tinted oil or what have you. Want to give your skin what it's really craving? Check out the new Kula Organic Skincare on Kula.com. They'll even give you 10% off your first order with the code a thing or two. That's Kula.com, 10% off your first order with the code a thing or two. Thank you so much to Stitch Fix for sponsoring today's episode. We obviously talk so much about shopping on this podcast. We obviously <laughs> like it's kind of a sometimes I wonder if we should rebrand as a shopping podcast. <laughs> um, we just think about shopping a lot and we also get so many questions from all of you about shopping whenever we solicit like questions, topics, advice. People are always asking us for, you know, how do I approach this? What do you think I should buy? What do you, what are your tips and tactics? And how do you think about personal style? Exactly, exactly. I think Stitch Fix is just really interesting from this perspective because it removes so many of the pain points of shopping for people who struggle to know 
where to start, people who feel overwhelmed by the options and and also just people who feel overwhelmed by the process. And I think like this one is truly all of us. It's like figuring out what version or what size of a thing to get and then returning the thing when it doesn't work out and then getting a different size. And like they have really figured out how to just kind of like get rid of a lot of those friction points. The other thing that we love about Stitch Fix and that may be a reason you've heard of them is because it's just been one of the, these like major success stories in the business world over the last decade. It was founded by this wildly impressive woman, Katrina Lake, who is the youngest woman in tech to have ever taken a company public. And if you are into this sort of thing, which we are, it is definitely worth doing some Googling about the history of the company and reading about Katrina because I, I don't know, I think it's all really fascinating and inspiring. If you don't know that much about Stitch Fix, Stitch Fix offers clothing hand-selected by expert stylists for your unique size, style, and budget. It's a completely different and fun way to find clothes that you're excited about. Every piece is chosen for your fit and your life, and it's the easy solution to finding what makes you look and feel your best. Try on pieces at home before you buy, keep what you love, and return what you don't. Stitch Fix has free shipping, easy returns and exchanges, and a prepaid return envelope is included. There's no subscription required. Try Stitch Fix once or set up automatic deliveries. You'll pay a $20 styling fee for each box, which gets credited toward purchases you keep. And there are no hidden fees ever. Stitch Fix has styles and clothing to fit any occasion for women, men, and kids even. They ship all over the US and are available in the UK as well. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash a thing or two, and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash a thing or two for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Stitchfix.com slash a thing or two. Thank you so much for supporting the advertisers who make it possible for us to bring you this show and by using the unique links and codes they create for us. The other thing that I'm really passionate about and that I love is the Charlie Crane Levo Rocker. So this is like the designy baby seat that is so beautiful that will probably go with all the furniture that's already in your home. It was the thing that I was like, I know I don't need this, but I want this so badly. So I put it on my registry and Erica, your parents bought it for me. And I like I just remember just the sheer excitement of realizing somebody had bought it for me because I thought nobody would because it was like, this is ridiculous. They both really like it. And in fact, my dad texted me a co- like a couple months ago being like, what was that thing we bought for Claire? Because we want to buy it for another baby. We really like that thing. <laughs> it's so beautiful. And honestly, Cam loved it. Like if it bounced, I probably wouldn't have also had to get the baby Bjorn bouncer, but this thing only rocks. And like the bouncing once babies get to a really fussy stage is important. But Cam spent so much time in this thing. He still climbs in it, but we finally put it in this in storage because we were like, we don't need this thing anymore. But it's just beautiful. And I love it. it. You beautiful. Can, it's like Bentwood vibes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you can put like a little baby gym over it, which are the little like wooden stands that you can Dangly hang stuff from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. This is another one that I feel pretty strongly about. This is the Asker and Embla sleep pod. And I will say we had this, but I didn't use it that much. But everybody is different about these things. And some people swear by these types of things. It's basically, what would I call it? I would call it like an egg pillow. Like it's like, it's an oval shaped mattress with like a rim, like a siding. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it is really just like a little sleep pod for your kid. And a lot of people really like these because they allow you to put the kid down anywhere. So on the and couch they won't, next like, roll, to you, they're not rolling exactly. off of anything. Okay. Right. And they're fairly like babies like to be contained and sort of yeah. like smushed. And so it sort of like creates that it's a little womb like, and it's yeah, design. it creates that coziness vibe for them. And I think 
I think people who co-sleep really like it, which we never did that, but people who like to sleep with the babies uh, in the yeah. bed with them, it's sort of a good option for that and maybe a little safer. And yeah, it's definitely really nice to be like, wherever I am in the house, I can just grab this thing and plop the baby down in it. The reason I feel passionately about this one is because I think it's quite beautiful. It's made by like a small independent company. And the version that everybody raves about is from this company called Docatot. And like, this is just such a thing in the parenting world. I know an almost one-year-old who has a Docatot who loves it. And I've heard that this is like the best device. It's but yeah, the thing. It's the I thing. I think they're so ugly because yeah. they have a giant logo on them. Yeah, the th- yes, yes, yes. And here's the thing that's utterly confusing to me about Docatot. They have gone to great pains to offer every pattern under the sun. So they're like, we get it. You're aesthetically minded. You have your own unique taste. And like, let us provide you with like so many options to make sure that this looks good in your home. But while we do that, let us also put a massive gold foil like logo on the thing. Well, the branding is as subtle as Supreme. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's just like, you will know that we made this. There's no way around it. Right. So I just, that it really bothers me. And I just want people to know that there are other options out there that I think, you know, as far as I can tell, function exactly the same. Asker and Embla is is the one that we had and that I really liked. I, and there are definitely others if you search for it. And it's also just like useful for people to know that this is like one of the options for putting your baby down somewhere. Totally. In a similar vein, the boppy is something that like you hear about that every mother has. It was definitely one of these things where... I didn't want one. I didn't think we needed one. And then it just became such a like a thing where everybody's like, well, just bring your boppy or like, don't you have a boppy or like, don't you want a boppy? Do you want my boppy? Boppy, boppy, boppy. And I was like, I guess I fucking need a boppy. And like listeners, I didn't need a boppy. <laughs> what is a boppy? People love the boppy. It is a horseshoe shaped pillow is what okay. it is. Um, but like, And this is like you're putting it around your waist when you're breastfeeding? So this is why people like it because that is one use for it. Okay. Um, And you can put it around your waist while you're breastfeeding and it provides support. And especially when you're breastfeeding or even just bottle feeding a newborn. This is what I was going to ask. When you're bottle feeding, do you you also need support in that way? I think so. Okay. Because... Babies just are true blobs. And so to get them into position... (laughs) That is one thing I know about babies. (laughs) To get them into position that is like right for any type of feeding is really painful on your back and shoulders and neck. And so any sort of support you can provide, especially like anything sort of shelf-like for the baby is really helpful. The thing is, the boppy just didn't quite fit my like posture in the right way. And I had something else called the, (laughs) the hilariously named my breast friend. Mm, I do recall your breast friend. Which was so bulky and ugly, but like just worked out a lot better for me. So because I won't go too much into the my breast friend, except to say that I didn't really use the boppy as a breastfeeding pillow because I liked, I preferred the my breast friend. Because you had a breast friend. That's right. (laughs) That was definitely one of those moments of like, this is hideous, but it's functional. (laughs) Therefore, I will embrace it. The other reason people like the boppy so much is because it can be a breastfeeding pillow, but it can also be a place to put the baby where you can prop them up. And they're sort of like, you know, before they can control their necks, they can sort of be mm. sitting somewhat upright. Um, it's sort like of an like airplane pillow them. for them. Yes, exactly. It's okay. like a full body airplane <laughs> pillow. Because... Sounds even better. <laughs> and then the other thing that we used it for that I do remember being kind of helpful was when Cam was like doing tummy time before he could fully do tummy time to hold his neck up, you sort of prop them up on it so their arms are like hanging over it. So almost like mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. like the way you would a pool noodle. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. This is what I'm picturing. <laughs> I was picturing a body of water, and then I was yeah. like, "That's weird. The baby shouldn't be in a bottle, a body of water for this." But okay. No, but sit, but on land, on dry land. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I think this is why people the boppy is such a thing. It's like it's a breastfeeding pillow. It's a place for the baby to hang. It's a place for the baby to like develop some neck control. And I think in it's that it's a thing to shove under a baby in various ways. Exactly. And okay. And like I actually think you know once our nanny started, she probably used the boppy a lot more than I did. So like you know in that way. It, it did create value for us. The thing I will say is that the Boppy, much like the Docatot, offers 700 different printed covers and they're all hideous. But if you go on Etsy, there you can find like beautiful, like handmade linen covers and stuff like that. And I'll link to one of them in this document. But that really made me resent the Boppy a lot less. I will say, I like, God bless everyone on Etsy who is solving for a lot of these problems yes. of just being like, I will make the cover for this this ugly thing. Yes. Um, I'm so grateful. It so really grateful. made a difference for me because I was, the thing is, and I should have said this at the top, but like, it is a privilege to be able to care what this stuff looks like, but it is also like, I, I don't feel guilty about caring what it looks like because parenthood is such an identity shift and such an invasion on your life in so many ways. And having stuff that you resent because it's like, not visually pleasing to you is like only going to add to the strife well, of it. Well, you're making other sacrifices. Does this yeah. need to be one of them? Exactly. Like, right. I, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Totally. All right. So sleeping solutions. Another thing that we had too many of, because again, <laughs> I was just desperate to be able- Well, I also think, Claire, you are someone who like, <laughs> it's, you were never going to choose like just the single like potential answer because also you were anxious about yeah. like how you were going to deal with this stuff and like having right. many multiple potential solutions put you at ease in that way. Well, and as also someone who really values being horizontal myself, I wanted to make uh, sure that my child had as many options as possible. Excellent point. Excellent point. But I, I do, you know, subscribe to the philosophy that like, you know, the more rest and freedom you have as a parent, the better and sleep, the better parent you are. And so, you know, setting yourself up for success in that way is important. And so it's like not selfish, right? You need, no. you need the rest as much as the baby does. So one thing that I didn't fully grasp before I had a kid or was like preparing to have a kid is that babies don't usually sleep in a crib in the beginning. I think they can, but it's like they prefer smaller spaces that feel more sort of like the womb and they just fucking love wombs they and they're love pissed wombs. you took them out. Like yeah. that's the like basic answer. <laughs> and I think also like people prefer, so, so most babies sleep or not, I don't want to say most, but a lot of people put their kids in a bassinet for the first stages. Some people co-sleep, some people do whatever, but a bassinet is smaller. It rocks or it can rock. And, um, it is also something you can put, you can sort of drag right next to your bed. If you're someone who wants to like grab the baby to breastfeed in the middle of the night or, or bottle feed or whatever it is, but just have them close to you all night. So the bassinet solution that we went with was the snoo. And when I say we went with it, we were gifted it. So, but before we were gifted it, I lobbied my husband, whose name is Chris. <laughs> I lobbied Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny. Keep going. funny. I lobbied Chris very hard. Say like, we should spend an absurd amount of money on this piece of machinery. And the reason is that the snoo is a smart bassinet developed by Harvey Karp, who's like the Dr. Spock of our generation, that 
rocks your baby and plays white noise and sort of mimics the womb in that way. And then it can hear your baby crying. And the more your baby cries, it sort of like amps up the the rocking and the noise and all of that. And, you know, I had heard from so many people that this is like the magic sleep solution and it's incredible and your your baby will get so much more sleep as a result. So I this was I was desperate for this thing. And Chris was like, we're not spending the money on it. We were so fortunate that somebody gifted it to us. And thank God because it's an incredible piece of machinery. I really, really loved it. They now have it available so that you can rent it, which I think is genius. And I don't know why you wouldn't just rent it if you if you can afford it because you you don't need to own this thing. And who knows, maybe your baby won't like it. Every baby is different. So give yourself the freedom of like renting it and deciding then whether or not it's something you like. But again, I think it's worth, if you can, investing in your kid's sleep so that you can sleep. Is there a secondary market for snooze? Because I think because you've given it now yours oh, yeah. to like three or four different people, and I also just feel like wh- why would like if a secondhand snooze yeah. is available, get a secondhand snooze? I don't know. I'm curious. So I think I just want to lay claim to my pride, which is that I think we're on family number six now. Um, six. I know. Wow. I know. It's really impressive. Um, I'm. I, I need to count, but I'm pretty sure that's right. But. Great question. There's actually Snoo sells refurbished Snoo's. Oh, great. Um, and the and Snoo like so Snoo is made by this company Happiest Baby, which I mentioned is doc, is from Dr. Harvey Karp. And not to like go on a tangent about them, but they are a really impressive company who really like at the heart of their philosophy is that like a well-rested parent is a better parent and that, you know, like lack of sleep contributes to postpartum depression, postpartum psychosis, and that this is like a serious medical issue. And so they actually do so much work to be able to provide the snoo to as many people as possible. And obviously like it's an expensive piece of machinery. So they're, they can't give it away to everybody for free, but well, it's also like first gen, right? At this yeah. point. And like, oh, I yeah. imagine that as years go on, the prices will go down right. because that's how technology works too. Exactly. But they have donated a ton of these to hospitals. They donate a lot of them to families in need. And they have, even just in the time since I've, in, you know, we had our SNU, developed so many programs like the renting and like the refurbished SNUs to just try to make these more accessible to people. Um, so yeah, and, and yeah, I'm sure they're on Craigslist. I'm sure you can try to find secondhand versions as well. Thank you so much to Projector for sponsoring today's episode. You know, the like untold story of our work wife, you know, romance. I didn't know we had any untold stories. You know, we have told it before, but I don't know that people really care, but it's very close yeah. to my heart is all of the specific and unique and mostly technology enabled ways that we collaborate. And also just the ways, the very, I don't know, I think sweet ways that we have like gotten into the habit and we just know each other's sort of like ticks on all of these platforms and are like you put documents in Georgia for me. So I don't get upset when I open them. Exactly. For example, (laughs) like I I can't edit other fonts with the same clarity. (laughs) That's right. Like to me, that is the real heart of that. That's like the that's true love. heart of the story. That's yeah. where the heart lives in our work wife story is. And I like we say it all the time, but like our ability to collaborate digitally is like absolutely fundamental to the story of our careers and of, of a kind and now a thing or two, just like everything that we do. Especially like Claire, I find it to be so embarrassing when you've designed something. And then I'm like, well, can you italicize that book title or can (laughs) you scoot that thing that way? Or like that color is like reading like kind of weird against that. And I want to see what it looks like without asking you to make the change. And And if I could just do that myself 
Well, and you're always very polite about it. You're like, I could totally, if you just want to show me like which file and like, I don't know if I have the software. Or I don't know if I have the font <laughs> on my computer. And it's always a whole thing. And it's like, it's fine. It's it's definitely easier if I do it myself, which is no longer the case now. No longer. Now I can change the color and be like, oh yeah, my idea wasn't good. It wasn't the answer to the question <laughs> or whatever, which is great. So last week we talked about Projector, a new graphic design platform for visual storytelling. And this week we want to highlight something about Projector that we think can make a big difference in the way that your creative projects come to life the ability to collaborate on designs with other people in real time. We've used Google Docs for writing projects forever and ever and ever. And being able to comment, edit, and collaborate with someone remotely has been a game changer for how we work together. Now we can use the same type of real-life collaboration for graphic design in Projector. Whether that's me grabbing quick feedback on an Instagram story that I'm designing for the podcast or that Claire is designing for the podcast or working on a presentation for a campaign idea, Projector makes it fun and easy to craft visuals together even when we're not physically in the same spot, which you know for the last year has been all the time. All the time. All the time. Collaboration is great for people who use Projector at work, whether you're working across teams, you can get someone's eyes on your work without sending crazy files back and forth. And I have to say, like your sentiment about asking me to change stuff on files is exactly how I felt when I was managing an art director and a graphic designer. And I was constantly struggling with this and would be like, can I just come over to your desk? Which like, and then would like hover behind the person, you know, and staring. That's like a better experience than sending the notes in Slack. (laughs) And it is so annoying to be like, can you just make this one small tweak? And Projector is such a beautiful, easy to use interface that makes it so easy to collaborate. I truly cannot believe that this has not existed before this. And I just feel like they totally nailed it. They totally figured it out. It's also obviously wonderful if you're just working on a personal project. I talked before about how intuitive I feel like this is. And, you know, we all have that designy friend with a great eye and great taste. And now you can like send this to, you know, your personal project to that person and just get their feedback or, you know, get them to tweak it a tiny bit for you in a way that feels very low lift. Projector is making it easier for people to connect with their audience through modern multimedia design. Whether you're running an Instagram channel for a brand, trying to launch a creative side hustle, creating a proposal deck, or looking to spruce up your portfolio, Projector can help you turn your ideas into beautiful visual stories that help you stand out on every channel, even without a design background. With Projector, everything happens in your browser, no downloads required. And it's free. Free to sign up, free to use, Give it a try today at projector.com slash a thing or two and make something cool. Once again, that's projector.com slash a thing or two so that they know that we sent you. We love this and we really hope you'll give it a shot. All right. So the other thing, this is something we got that I didn't need, but maybe you would like. It's the Moses basket. So the Moses basket is basically just a bassinet. And it's what you do is you get a simple wooden stand. And then on top of that, you put a a literal basket, like the kind that I guess Moses was in. This is where you're meant to picture like a baby in a bottle (laughs) in a body of water, I guess. That's exactly (laughs) right. This baby's floating down. That's Moses. Yeah. I got it because I was like, oh, how chic, how beautiful. It is chic. I know what the one you're talking about and I like it a lot. <laughs> it's so beautiful. And it's I, like kind of what you imagine putting a baby doll in. Totally. And I, they, you know? I'm sure they make doll-sized ones, which is probably <laughs> yeah. what we should have gotten. And my argument for getting it as I was, again, I want to be able to put the baby down no matter where I am. So I was like, we'll just put that in a separate room from the snoo. But like, we didn't, didn't need both of these things. Um, yeah. But if you don't want to do the snoo or you do need, you know, a sleep solution in a room that's separate from your snoo or whatever, I do think Moses baskets are really pretty. They come in 
every possible like shape and form and price point. Some of them get really expensive um, and some are like super beautiful. Some are super simple. We'll link to some. There's a company that makes them called Kind Label that's quite beautiful um, and quite expensive. But I will say, the one thing I will say about our Moses basket is that it is now toy storage for Cam. So it didn't, mm-hmm. doesn't feel like a total waste. Like it, mm-hmm. it, because it's actually just a basket, you can repurpose it once the kid is done with it. All right. And then Cribs. Obviously, there's a million cribs. I truly do not have strong opinions on this. The one that we would have gotten had we not been gifted a different one was the IKEA Snigler, which is just classic, inexpensive IKEA. It's good looking. It transforms into a toddler bed. It seems to be sold out a lot, so get it early if that's what you want. But like, I do think that this is one of these cases where like the cheapest, simplest option is a perfectly good one. So. It also is just like pretty and minimalist and nice and would go in any room. And I think I imagine as someone who's never looked at this is also a fairly readily available option on Craigslist or Facebook marketplace because, you know, yeah. That is a great point. We were gifted one from Baby Leto that I love and is beautiful. And Baby Leto has, Baby Leto is a great sort of like, it's at Bye Bye Baby. It's readily available a lot of places and they have really beautiful sort of like simple modern options. So especially if you are registering somewhere like Bye Bye Baby, check out what Baby Leto has to offer. I will say that had Nestig been around when I was pregnant, I would have been like, do I do the Ikea or do I spring for the Nestig? So Nestig is a new line that just launched in the last year. They make incredibly beautiful cribs um, and they're not insanely expensive. I think they're like $600 versus the other company that makes insanely beautiful cribs that are also <laughs> insanely expensive, Kalon. So this is like just a beautiful furniture company. Okay, I am going to click the yeah, link. Yeah, me Claire. too. That's what I'm doing. I have to remind myself. I think... Yeah, that's right. It's like uh, twelve hundred to fifteen hundred dollars the the caravan crib, and they go like there are even more expensive options than that. Than that, um, if you, I mean, it's like definitely as beautiful as my kitchen table, if not more. So it does transform into like a bench or a daybed. So that's maybe the argument you can make. Well, that's for chic. It's yeah. a very chic daybed. I mean, listen, I think you'd have to be able to make a lot of arguments for the price, <laughs> but but I do, but it is very chic when you open it up and it's like a little daybed situation. It's, okay. It really is. And I, you know, I just want to get, I want to tell people the full landscape, but I, I, I want to know. But this is one of those situations where like, I'm never going to buy first of all, any of these cribs, but definitely <laughs> not this one. And I still want to know. I just want right. to know what's out there. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm telling you. Thank um, you. But yeah, I think go for like the Ikea version or and you'll be perfectly happy with that too. And then finally, I'll talk about pack and plays, which, you know, everybody knows what pack and play is, but it's like your sleep, your travel sleep solution slash like play solution. And I can't say to not get a pack and play because I think, of course, you need one because there's always going to be a situation when you need one. But we really have gotten very little use out of ours because hotels almost always have them. Both of our parents have either cribs or pack and plays. And then a lot of our friends who we've stayed with have all had somewhere for our, for camp to sleep. And so we haven't gotten that much use out of ours. This is one of these things where so many of the... Um, the, the docks that I was shared on raved about the guava lotus, um, which is a slightly more expensive, like direct to consumer thing. And I was like, well, that must be the one. I'll get it. I find it really challenging to put together and take apart. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, and the entire premise here is the packing. Like, right. <laughs> actually, the, the play is like secondary to the packing, really. Exactly. And I like, it is good looking, I suppose, but I just have really struggled with it. Like, I don't feel confident in my own ability to assemble it. And it's definitely more expensive than the like common Graco, which turns out is super easy to uh, put together and 
take apart. And the other thing too is if like if it turns out I'm not actually going to be using this thing that often, I definitely didn't need the expensive version yeah, of it. Yeah, so yeah, I may yeah, as well yeah, have yeah. gotten the Graco. Um, so it's just something to ask yourself, like where are you actually traveling with this thing? And if it's a hotel, most of the time hotels have it. And if it's not, like does that person have one? Um, or does that does the place where you're staying have one? But I will say the other thing that I don't know anything about, but Baby Bjorn makes a very good looking pack and play that like is comparable price to the Guava Lotus. So if that one turns out to be easier to open and close, I would say if you're like, want something aesthetically pleasing, that might be, that could the, be the one to, to look in. into. Exactly. All right. So Baby Carriers. We, again, had so many different versions of these, did not need all of them. And yet somehow I wanted more. Like there were well, all- but also I do feel like there are cuter versions of this yes. than there are of most things. You know, Very like you can, you can like make it like vibe with your personal style. Definitely more. can. Okay. You definitely can. And here's the other thing I will say. I like rarely used a stroller for the first, I don't know, like four months of Cam's life because I was just, we live in a city and I was intimidated by the idea of navigating it around like sidewalks. Well, also and he's so little and the stroller's yeah. so big. Just like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so the carrier was our, th- that was how we got around most of the time. And especially like times when I was alone in the house and he was, um, did not want to be put down having a carrier that we both felt good about was really important. And that is, I think, part of the reason carriers are such a thing is that a lot of infants just insist on being held constantly. And like, that's the only way to shut them up. And so having a carrier that you feel good about gives you so much freedom because you can just like walk around and use your arms. Uh, womb-like, womb-like. Yeah. Womb-like, exactly. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to run run you down my like sort of carrier, carrier rundown. So the Kalugo is like our number one. It is comparable to the Ergo Baby, which is like the... Uh, I'm sorry, but the like unattractive go-to that everybody has had for years. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but that's the go-to in the category. And Kalugo, I just think is way better. First of all, it comes in a million prints and colors. And, and it's very, like, lep- there's a leopard print one, There right? is a that's leopard print. That's the one print. I like a lot. That'd be, that's also, my fave. There's also uh, a super, sh- I, be careful though. There's a super chic gingham that has your name all over it. Really? Yes. Okay, you keep talking. I'll browse. <laughs> um, <laughs> they have, they just have so many good prints, good colors. They also, very thoughtful when it comes to like, zip pockets and storage for you to put your keys, you to put your cell phone. I definitely would like lose things in there because I would forget that I put so much stuff in there. I'd be like, where's my wallet? Oh, right. In the baby carrier. And the thing about it is it is one of these carriers that you use up until the baby is too big to, they're too heavy to be carried on your body. So it's got a lot of support, a lot of structure. It's got some padding. You can wear it on your front. You can wear it on your back. It's definitely like sturdy enough for you to take on a long hike, but it's also like not such a big deal that you can't just strap it on to go to the grocery store. That said, it's maybe not perfect for like a new, new, newborn baby. It definitely works for them. And because this was not something I understood, we used it when Cam was brand new. But it's like almost a little too much for for a brand new baby. It's like a little heavy duty. Exactly. And the other thing about like the newborn baby wearing stage is that if you are just wearing a baby around the house all day, you kind of want something that's just super like light and easy to slip on. And maybe you don't want to be dealing with buckles and straps. Do you get hot in the like yes. some of these carriers? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for I imagine. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's like wearing like a camping backpack. Yes, basically. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah, you yeah, take yeah, it off front. and you, yeah. you you take it off and you've got that big sweat stain. Mm, pretty. Um, yeah. <laughs> in addition to like the milk leaking and all of that. So I 
wanted to have an option that was just like a lighter wear around the house, like not super structured or... You're like lounge carrier. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So the thing that I got, because it is such a popular thing in this category and everybody loves it, is the Solly Baby Wrap. And like, it's chic. It it comes in truly every color and they're very trend conscious when they're coming out with their prints and their colors and stuff like that. But what it is, is just a piece of fabric and you're meant to wrap it around in this sort of like convoluted way that basically creates a papoose. And I just assumed because of the popularity and omnipresence of this thing that it was super obvious how you go about wrapping this thing. Listeners, it's not. It's not. It's not. not. And I was like so proud of myself the first time I did it correctly that I texted a picture to Chris. And I just feel like that shouldn't be the triumph that you're texting your (laughs) spouse about in the early (laughs) days of parenting. Like it should be washing your hair, if anything. (laughs) And I just... And I just like did it a couple times. I never felt truly confident that it was done right because again, it is a piece of fabric. And and, yeah. and meanwhile, you're like trusting that your baby it has is so held few buckles. Yeah. It has yeah, no yeah, buckles, yeah. Erica. Right, right, right. No, it's, I know. It's yeah. like one of those, um, what's it called? The belts that you like put it in the loop one way and out the other way. Yeah, but I'm it doesn't even about- have the loop. Really? Yes. It's oh. literally just a long piece of fabric that you okay. tie. It's a scarf. Okay. okay. Um, wow. So okay. I really also never was like, oh, cool. My baby's definitely not going to fall out of this thing. It was always like, oh, how you doing in there? All of which is to say that I ended up then buying the Sakura Bloom ring sling, which is what you are thinking of. That's what I'm thinking of. I remember meeting this, this yes. character and that's what I'm picturing. It's exactly. like, yeah. Why can't I not think of what that's called? I know but what anyway. you're talking about. The the belts where it's... You know, so, the cover of yeah. prep. By yes. it exactly. <laughs> it is the cover of prep. That's right. So this is a sling that is super simple to put on. It has no straps, no buckles. It just has a ring that you slip the other end of the fabric through and it goes around you sort of cross body and the baby sits comfortably in there. And that ended up being the thing that was two seconds and like no concentration to put on and that didn't weigh much at all. And that I could just put Cam in and sort of like hang out. He could also breastfeed in there when I got like, when he and I both got a little better at breastfeeding, um, which was really nice. And Sakura Bloom makes really beautiful versions of all these things. So they make all carriers and the sling, the ring sling sort of their like lowest five version. They also make things that are more comparable to the Kalugo carrier mm-hmm. and and that would be good for long walks and hikes and whatever. This ring sling, like I would not recommend going on a hike with it. You're going to want something with more structure, but you, it is the thing you might want for just walking around the house. The other thing that's sort of similar in that way that it's like less structured and specifically for newborns is the Baby Bjorn Baby Carrier Mini. People swear by this thing. They love it. I just like didn't get it and already had so many carriers by the time I started hearing everyone say like, this is the thing for wearing the baby at all times. But I probably would have like registered for that as a newborn solution and then maybe wouldn't have needed the ring sling. I don't know. Um, Totally. The other thing that was like, this is totally frivolous and I don't need this, but how chic is Artipop. These people are geniuses at seating. Like every remotely fashionable mother on Instagram has one of these things. I like, I think a lot of them are gifted, but a lot of them buy them too. But they just, they're... There's a knit yin-yang one. (laughs) Like they're so chic and fashionable. It's really impressive. They're really expensive. Like you don't... There's a a, like 
hiking in Joshua Tree vibe. There's <laughs> like lunching in Malibu vibe. It's a look. <laughs> it's a look. There's like velour. There's corduroy. There's uh-huh. truly everything. Uh-huh. They're so chic. It was like, oh, I want one of those. It, they look, they appear to me based on the structure of them to be like the type of thing that will last you, you know, until the baby is pretty big and that you can wear on a hike and and feel like you have enough support. Oh, I love this. Now that I'm looking at the site, they call it the Zeitgeist Baby Carrier, which LOL. Oh my God. I love this. There's this one, there's this like tartan one um, that's like, yes, you know, I see it. It's, cotton, cashmere, and yeah. mulberry silk. <laughs> and it's like this really beautiful purple on this like gorgeous man with dreads and this like <laughs> perfectly monochromatic outfit where this like carrier is the pop of color. It's super good. Anyway, okay. And Erica, I'm glad to know. I'm glad to know. Erica, it's $690. No, I also saw that part. <laughs> so, totally bonkers expensive, but quite beautiful. I think they have cheaper ones. Anyway. I feel like I learned so much. I'm so glad. I, you, you know, I've been very concerned about this being incredibly boring, but... Uh, Listen, I wasn't bored. <laughs> I'm glad. You are, you're special in that way though. Um, <laughs> if you're interested in hearing about strollers, about feeding, about like every other category you could think of when it comes to babies, go into your secret menu account or sign up for secret menu. It's four bucks a month. You can access this document that has just truly like everything that at least that I could think of when it came to stuff you need for, for the newborn phase. Love it. That's the show. This has been a production of Dear Media. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. You can listen to us wherever podcasts are found like Stitcher, iTunes, and Spotify. If you have ideas for the show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and much more on a thing or two HQ.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Pipcorn. Um, Ooh, we love Pipcorn. Oh my gosh. We do. This Um, is a very, very close to our heart company. Very close to our heart. We've loved them for a while, ever since they introduced their like popcorn snack. Um, And you know, you know, I love like a tiny baby thing. Oh, true. And the great thing about Pipcorn popcorn is that it is tiny baby popcorn. Yes, Um, it is so tiny and cute. It also makes it easier to eat, which like if you listen to this podcast back in, I don't know, like 2015 or whenever it started, we definitely used to talk about the struggle to eat popcorn popcorn at your desk. (laughs) (laughs) It was like an off-discussed topic. And I will say that like the pop, they do, how they made their name was with this tiny little popcorn that is just easier to You meant to say tiny baby, but I understand. What did I say? Just tiny little popcorn. Oh yeah, I meant to say tiny baby. You're totally right. (laughs) But also in the last couple of years, I feel like maybe like a year ago, they went wild and started doing like all of the snacks that we love, but in their style, like they're just a healthier, like, and sort of better version of all of everything from like- And GF, I might add. Oh yeah. True. They have, they have cheese balls, they have crackers, they have a corn dipper and like crunchies. Like it's just, it's how I feel better about eating it and yes. it's gluten-free. Ugh, it's wonderful. We love it so much. Um, Cam also loves it. Huge fan. We'll have to bring him on to talk about it. Duh. <laughs> <some> Duh. <laughs> 
Pimpcorn believes that Better For You should not stop at Better For Your Health, but include Better For The Environment and our shared communities. They are a family and minority-founded company that started eight and a half years ago in Brooklyn with only $3,000 in the bank and their special heirloom corn. They use heirloom corn in everything they do because it is more delicious. And they also upcycle by using the leftover corn from the cheese balls and crunchies production to make snack crackers, which use 99.9% their corn which is kind of amazing. I love, I love it. So much. I just love it. Yeah. In addition to their popcorn and dippers, the corn waste from production is donated to farms and animal feed. Pipcorn also works with local and national organizations such as Save the Children, Feed America, Pizza to the Poles to hand out 40,000 bags of snacks to people waiting in election lines, Queer Soup Night, and they donate food to food banks, and hospitals across the country. For 20% off your first order, enter code thing or 2 at pipcorn.com. That's pipcorn.com and use the code a thing or two for 20% off and you won't regret it. Promise. Mm -mm. 